1: Welcome back to episode fifteen of the Jeb Board Podcast. As you can probably tell, I'm not in a good mood, and you guys will figure out why here soon. Everybody listening at home, um, back with me. We got the whole crew this week. We have Andy Gator, Nick, Noah. We've yep. got Cheese Brain, Kyle Overheart. We've got the uh, poster boy for Mustache Wax, Caleb Naylor, and then we've got uh, BB, which stands for Bama's Burner uh, in terms of their burner account. So, uh, guys, how do how do we feel after this week of um, college football?
0: Angry. I think it got designed by the Alabama fan base.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, hey, Kyle, quick question. What do you think about Alvin Kamara's uh, cleats and Caleb's uh, background right there? They're about as ugly as Caleb is,
2: to be honest with you, Greg.
3: <laughs> I don't give a damn what you say about the stupid cleats right behind my head, you little winter gnome. <laughs> I know, <laughs> <Jesus>. winter gnome.
1: <laughs> That's a derogatory you know, statement.
2: <laughs> they already have a shit season, Caleb. I'll let you pick whatever
3: picture you want. Thank you. But the as is my player. right. <laughs> you know I who didn't have say. a
4: shit season?
3: Hell yeah! It's my Florida background. State. Am I correct? Don't, wait, oh,
1: wait, oh, yes, wait, yep. wait, yep. hold off, hold <laughs> off for like seven minutes, let's get through the, hey, f- the, the highlights, quest. and then well, I will, we, we'll get into that.
4: I was just seeing if I could finish about six or seven of these Andy Gators before we start talking about it, because my arguments will be different.
1: I am drunken with rage. Yeah. go. Okay, yeah. There we go. Thank you. Yep
0: that there's Florida State watching the selection show
1: no that was Michigan watching the selection show
0: <laughs> yeah oh no oh no <laughs>
1: but all right well let's let's get into highlights let's talk about the conference all championship right. games um I, I, well there was like I guess two good games, if you want to call them, like, competitive. There's two competitive games and then the other three major games. And then we can also go to our uh, group of five correspondent who has, okay, di- who disappeared for a second, BB, about all the rest of the conference games. Um, but, obviously, big one, Bama and Georgia. Uh, it was pretty competitive for the most part, um, I would say. I wouldn't say that it was an absolute blowout. Bama came away in the last, what, six minutes or so. That's when they scored their touchdown and to they kind of go up. The other competitive game was Louisville and Florida State. Uh, competitive on the opposite side of the spectrum, really, uh, for why it was competitive. Uh, just an ugly game to watch. Um, Michigan and Iowa, what else did we expect? Well, and then you got the Pac-12 game. I'm sorry, I, I completely forgot about the Pac-12 game, which was – a back and forth effort i mean washington going up early much really the
4: same as the first one
1: yeah, yeah. i mean honestly got washington going up early oregon coming back and then washington taking the cake and then uh finally who am i missing big 12 oh yeah texas skull dragon um uh oklahoma state so guys what are your opinions on the conference games themselves
3: i would like to open up with you know talking about that Alabama Georgia game I felt really good about what I was saying last week about the reason why we saw a lackluster Alabama performance in the Iron Bowl was because they were already kind of looking towards Georgia and I think they were already game prepping by then and the way that they played against Georgia kind of proved that in my mind um it was a very competitive football game uh you saw Georgia feel the pressure and then fold um but you know, it doesn't matter how dominant you are the entire year. It's whenever you get tested, it's do you crack under that pressure? And unfortunately, Georgia wasn't able to come out with the win. Um, yeah. Fortunately for Georgia, fortunately for Alabama. And uh, Alabama shook up the entire college football play. But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later.
4: Well, I feel like idea. that game. I feel like that game reminded me a lot of the 2021 SEC championship when Georgia lost uh, to Bama and because yes, it was a three point game to end this year, but it felt like it was a little bit further apart based on the way they were playing. It felt like a, you know, a 14 point win for Bama. Uh, again though, it it just had a very eerie feeling. Like it's, it's very similar to the 2021 sec championship, but obviously we won't get that rematch. So, but, uh, I mean, yeah, that that's Georgia. Uh, I will say, uh, The FSU-Louisville game, again, I know we're going to get into FSU later, uh, but it really kind of showed how good FSU's defense has gotten. Absolutely. Because FSU's defense in the past years has been rough. Uh, But Louisville, I mean, they hung on Notre Dame. They hung on uh, who else did they – well, I know they had the Kentucky loss, but – Louisville is a good team. Louisville has a good offense. Louisville was fully healthy, and again, top fifteen team, and really just showed that FSU does have an elite defense.
3: Yeah, they. Uh, so, Nick, just to kind of hammer down your point there, Louisville uh, beat Duke twenty three to zero, shut them yeah. out, and hung up twenty three points on them. And the big win, you you did specify that was Notre Dame with a final score of. Thirty-three to twenty against Notre Dame when Notre Dame was hot. Well,
2: think about it too. They they held LSU to only twenty-four points, and LSU is one of the hottest team uh, offenses in the country.
0: Well, you could Um, argue they they when they played when FSU played them, they it was the first game of the season. They weren't really clicking. I think after that game, they got
4: they. uh, Well, I mean, you got to think though. Most of the starters were returning from last year, so you would think they would be better from the beginning of last year. LSU? Just yeah, LSU. Yeah. That's yeah, my opinion because again, they're I mean, all like, I,
0: was, I was just saying, like they looked they didn't look that great that yeah. the FSU, but yeah. then when they played Bamba, they looked like the hottest team in football. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I
4: well, will say
1: they they were the hottest offense in
2: football, that's for damn sure.
0: So Dallas Turner said, "No, yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I will say this about Texas, though so they they seem to always show up in the big games, but when they play mediocrity teams, they don't show up and this is another example of that where they come into this, you know, big 12 and they just dominate. And then you look at like the past game against Alabama, big game vibes They come in and they do what they're supposed to, but then they play games like uh, TCU and they, they win by six and it's, they're so up and down. And I I wonder when you go into the playoffs with a very good Washington team, if they're going to show up or not.
4: Yes, they will.
1: So, B.B., back to your point about LSU. Um, after that Florida State game, they did not score under 30 points except when they played Alabama. Yeah. And that was because uh, Dallas Turner rock-bottomed Jaden Daniels <laughs> and gave him a concussion and possibly broke his jaw. So, yeah, hottest offense in the uh, in college football. Um. Yeah, so I guess that moves on into our um, lowlights. The first lowlight we're going to talk about the NFL injuries, uh, a little bit Spe- specifically uh, the injuries that have um, plagued Nick and his sleeper team this it's year. F-
4: stupid. <laughs> so it's not even it's not even the injuries this year; it's the injuries in the last couple of f- weeks. Because you know, God. Our Lord in heaven has it out for me because I I don't even get a shot. I made the playoffs for sleeper. This is our dynasty league, and I'm I'm the sixth seed, so I I barely got in, and I'm playing the second seed. And so I've I've been hot, and again I've been hot in sleeper, and then the 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 week that we come back to, it's it's my bye week, so who's all on by gus edwards josh Jacobs, stefan diggs and jordan poyer okay not not good that that's that's uh four starters and then on my ir i've got joe burrow of course and uh hufunga who were starters (laughs) and then two of my other starters uh for the week that were filling in for my uh previous starters was tank dell who's been on an incredible stretch and Brian Robinson who both left the game. Tank Dell did not record a stat because he broke his leg and then you had Brian Robinson go out on concussion with only five points in the second quarter. So, yeah, that's eight starters that I lost for the first playoff week. So, yeah, it's stupid.
3: And then Derek Carr got hurt too. Yeah. Huh. He uh he took a Yeah, he took a hard lick um Saints were trying to mount a comeback against the Lions, but honestly, it's just been, that's the highlight of the Saints' season at this point, is it doesn't matter if Carr's healthy or not, they're going to play just well enough to lose the game still, so it's, uh with Carr's injury, he's out on concussion protocol, and I don't know, and I'm sure you guys don't frequent the uh uh, Post game coaching interviews with the media, but they were grilling Dennis Allen on Derek Carr. Uh, they were saying, you know, at this point, do, do you guys just need to sit him? Because I mean, he—I I will say, regardless of how he plays, the dude's getting battered every single game, and I'm—I he never missed any time, even with that AC joint sprain. Like, well, no, no, he did miss that one week with Tampa Bay, but. Or No, no well, he didn't even miss that week.
1: So well, I saw somebody said this. Uh, they they put a triple double on um, <laughs> on Derek Carr because it was concussion, shoulder, and back. Back, yeah.
3: <laughs> and and but Dennis Allen it looked like a deer in headlights with all these questions being like, "Are you guys playing an injured player right now?" Like I see he, because he's. Not missed any time, which respect to him for having the willpower, but damn it, you know, sit out, get better, and put your team in a position to play better. Like,
4: they need so. to start Taysom Hill at quarterback and put Jaboo at tight
3: end. <laughs> I'm down. I'm here for it. I think, I think if Nick had it his way, uh, Jaboo would be returning punts.
4: That'd no, that would be funny. BB
3: and Arthur Smith.
4: As long <laughs> as Michael Thomas is in a grave, I'm cool.
3: Good God, Nick.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Well, now we get to the fun part of the show, Where is the second low light. And we're going to talk about the college football playoff committee decisions. And if you guys don't mind, I don't really give a going first. So, obviously, we saw that it's it's Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama. Okay. The committee got one thing right, and it was putting Texas over Alabama in terms of ranking. Because if they would not have done that, the point of a head-to-head win would have been all for naught. And why the f- would teams even play each other nowadays? And what would it matter? So that's – besides Washington and Michigan, that, 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 that's, that's what they got right. Washington, Michigan, the order. But the glaring thing that they got wrong – is the fact that Florida State's not in, and I know this is going to be controversial. I know a lot of people listening right now are going to say, "Oh, oh God, he's it's, it's an Auburn fan. He's he's sitting there." I I honestly don't give a shit. Like I don't hate Bama. I hate the Bama fans with the logic saying we're Bama. We should be in, which is basically what we're getting right now. So I'm going to break it down and explain to, y- to y'all and everybody listening to this why Florida State should have got in instead of Alabama. Let's look at records. Number one. Obviously, Florida State was undefeated, and Bama had one loss. They were both at, uh, conference champions of their respective conferences. Okay, but then we talk about, oh, well, let's look at the strength of conference. To a point that B.B. made earlier, which it's kind of fair, not really fair, the ACC went 6-4 and four against the SEC this year. And like we've talked about all year on this podcast, the SEC has a down year this year. The SEC overall in terms of talent and in terms of winning capabilities is down this year when your second best team in the sec east is missouri and your second best in the sec west is the forever 10 and 2 or 9 and 3 old miss rebels that kind of tells you something there so now let's look at the wins they have a shared win against lsu okay Florida State won at the beginning of the year. They won 45 to 24, whatever the score was, right? Bama turned around 42 to 28, one against LSU. But the big factor there was that again, Dallas Turner rock bottomed Jaden Daniels at the beginning of the fourth quarter and basically shut the game down. Their best player was gone. So so there's there's number one. Number two. Oh, well, uh, let's let's look of look at Uh, the the strength of record or strength of conference or Bama's wins this year. Okay. Let's look at Bama's wins this year. Let's look at their wins against Texas A&M, which was a one possession game. Let's look at their record against Arkansas, a one possession game, which if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Tuscaloosa. Am I wrong? Correct. Okay. Now let's look at their win against Auburn. Oh, it's the iron bowl. It doesn't matter. They had to win in a, on a miracle pass. By Jalen Milrow and Isaiah Bond. Great play, nonetheless. One possession game. And then finally, let's look at their third game of the season. When they couldn't figure out who they wanted at that quarterback, USF, that they won in a one-to-two possession game. There's Bama's wins. Oh, will they be Ole Miss? Ole Miss doesn't have a defense. We've seen that this year. So you want if you want to talk about Bama's wins, there's the wins that I want to talk about. And then we get into... Let's talk about – let me talk about this right quick. Stat we saw earlier. Florida State's quarterbacks versus Michigan's quarterback this the past three weeks, almost equivalent in terms of yards and more touchdowns. Then we're talking about FSU's second string and third string, and that's the reason they don't get in because Jordan Travis, their Heisman Trophy winner quarterback, is not able to play they shouldn't be penalized because one guy played, because it takes a whole team. They have an elite defense. I don't give a shit what anybody else says. Florida State has an elite defense. They do. They still have Keon Coleman.
4: Johnny Wilson.
1: Great, a, Kyle, a six-foot-seven tight end, Kyle Wilson. But then we get into the hypotheticals. Oh, well, let's – let's what, what if Florida State and Bama played right now? Who would win? Who? knows it's a hypothetical it's a question it's not a question that can be answered because it didn't happen you know what can be answered texas and alabama you know what can be answered the record that can be answered so my what i'm getting to is this if the jerseys were swapped or you didn't know which team was which, and you saw that they were both conference champions, you looked at the record, you looked at the wins, because let's talk about the the, the quality wins. Alabama beat the number one team in the nation. That's great. That's great. They also beat LSU, who is ranked 13th. Okay, cool. Louisville has beat the number 13 and number 14 teams. They beat two top 25 opponents. I think Bama has one more win, Ole Miss, against a uh, top 25 opponent. So
2: you don't know who's who. You look mm-hmm. at it, huh? Nope, uh FSU has 325 wins they beat Duke when they were twentieth. Sorry, Grayson. Okay.
1: So if we take the jerseys away, look at the resumes, even even throw the hurt quarterback on there. Who gets in? I don't think we're looking at this from a I think that we're looking at this from a biased opinion. Just because – and, I, like, I'll be honest. Like, me being a conspiracy theorist like I am, like, Earth's flat, time's a human construct, I, I think Kyle's got a point in saying that it, a lot of it's about the money. Alabama's going to bring in a lot more money than Florida State is. Let's be honest. Let's be real. So why not, in the last uh, series or last year of the fourteen playoff, let's generate as much money as we can because – if we're going off the best four teams, like we want to talk about best and deserving. Okay, let's talk about that real quick. The The most deserving teams would be Michigan, Washington, Florida State at three, and then you have Texas and Alabama. Texas should get in because of the head-to-head win. But if we're talking the best teams, then Florida the regular season let's not play a game let's go based off recruiting classes and the best four teams this year should have been michigan ohio state georgia and alabama
3: yep and can i take it from here grayson so grayson i concur with everything you said especially whenever you were making the point about if the jerseys were swapped or if or if they we couldn't identify them with the either of their brands uh which team gets in just based on record and even the quarterback situation which is completely negligible and I think the answer is Florida State I honestly think the answer is Florida State Um, if you look at the uh, 2023 college football power index based on strength of record because a lot of the arguments I've heard is oh well FSU had a joke schedule FSU had a joke schedule well sure strength of schedule maybe you can argue that but look at strength of record and for those that do not know the definition of strength of record is Strength of record rank reflects chance that an average top 25 team would have the team's record or better given the schedule. So Florida State ranks number three. But do you want to know who ranks number four? Alabama. So based on strength of record, there's not much distinction between them to to warrant leaving Alabama out, to warrant leaving FSU out of there. So that's strength of record for everybody that wants to talk about strength of schedule. So, and if you you know just to hammer down a little bit more on what Grayson was saying on uh Tate Rodemaker. So Tate Rodemaker missed the championship game. Uh, I believe he was in concussion protocol and someone can yep. correct me if I'm wrong, but uh in the time before he got injured in the Florida game, Tate Rodemaker is 510 yards on the season with five touchdowns and he only started two games. Crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And he's
2: back. He's back by time yeah. the playoffs start. Yeah,
3: and now and now yeah, and now he's back. So, you know, it's we're not talking about like so, we're not talking about having a complete wimp at quarterback here. We're talking about a guy that was able to put them in a the position to win games. Granted, you know, University of North Alabama is a game they should have won and did win. But to play a shootout game against Florida, you know, <laughs> at Florida in a heavy rivalry game. And, you know, yeah, he got injured, but even before he got injured, he threw for 134 yards and, you know, in that game alone. So I feel like he was a capable quarterback. So this is my final takeaway. Each one of these four teams, Michigan, Washington, Texas, Alabama, in the top four going into the college football playoff all deserve to be there, but Florida state earned their right to be there and having an undefeated team left out given these circumstances just for some just because the top team in the nation got beat by Alabama when Alabama has one loss and to Grayson's point you know you can argue that all the counterpoints against Florida State being in are completely negligible but when it comes to what's left for Florida State they play Georgia next in uh, the Orange Bowl. They play Georgia in the Orange Bowl. I will be rooting for Florida State so damn hard because I can't think of a better way for the four-team game four team college football playoff to end than for Florida State to beat what was just last week the number one team in the nation. And Washington... They could lose out. They could lose to. uh, They could lose to Texas or Michigan. So it's likely that they'll lose. Liberty's likely going to lose. I can't even remember who they're playing. But when I was looking at it, they're a sixteen-point underdog. Oregon. They're a sixteen-point underdog to Oregon. So you got Washington, who's likely going to lose. You got Liberty, that's likely going to lose. Which means that the only undefeated team in the top twenty-five after the year is done will be Florida State who got completely left out of the national championship conversation and i think that's unacceptable
0: as a as a like <laughs> not a hard football fan i hate it but as a casual football fan do we really want to see michigan versus iowa
3: 2.0 yes well florida state earned their right to get boat raced in the college football playoff
2: florida state has a better offense than iowa
3: with their second string, so
1: there there is an argument to make between again who is the best teams and who's the most deserving teams there is i'm leaning more towards the side of who is the most deserving because at the end of the day as i said if it's the best teams why why the are we playing a regular season who who gives a Let's see who has the best the most five stars, the most four stars. Let's see who get those recruits. And then after that's over with, let's throw them into the playoff. No no regular season. No casual games. We'll just off and let them let, let them go play. Let
2: the let the go let the big dogs go play.
0: No, I I agree with you. I was just yeah. being the devil's advocate. Well, you
2: know, going off these group of fives, Alabama had three group of five opponents. Florida State only had two. Only had one. Uh no, Ch- uh, Chattanooga.
0: That's not FSU. a group of five school, you idiot.
2: Well, that's even worse then.
4: I mean, I'm not Chatt- Chattanooga's disagree. not a
2: group of five school.
4: Chattanooga, no, they're yeah. FCS brother. They're FCS.
0: Oh,
2: that's even um, worse.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think mean, the only I think the only uh, group of five school they played was uh, South Florida. Mm-hmm. So
2: you're telling me they played two
0: FCS two? schools? Uh. They What's played the Middle Tennessee
4: bro? the very beginning, and then they middle played Chattanooga. And they're, yeah, they played. They played two. Yeah, two it was, was still two, four. two group of five. Why are we arguing about this? This isn't
2: because Florida State only played two non-power five schools.
4: Yeah, if one we're going go back two on, two on strength
2: of schedule here.
4: Well, I've I've talked about it, the SEC bias, because they're essentially saying again the all of the SEC wins the 3 point win against arkansas the the one possession win against texas a&m they're saying that's better than florida state beating clemson beating you know, virginia you know, tech you know that's that's essentially what they're saying in this because you know
0: what see in is like you know how basketball has the uh acc sec challenge where they like group them by yes. RBI rankings i think they should that for football cuz that way cuz like i was saying earlier like i don't think like uh Georgia beaten Georgia Tech should count as a head to head when one opponent is a like superiorly inferior or inferior to the other. Now if Vandy and Georgia Tech played, then you can use that as I think you can use that as a fair comparison for confidence. So, so well
4: go ahead and I'm getting kind of back onto this, like just well actually I wanna close up the argument because mine's not really for either side. It's just an interesting little aspect. Well,
2: I, I got a thing. is How are you going to punish Florida State? They were at number four in the country. They beat a top 15 team and then you drop them out of the...
0: No, I agree. I think by, by the base on their logic that they used for this past week, they should have dropped Florida State like four weeks ago. Yeah. You know? As soon it makes as Jordan Travis got injured. Last week we didn't punch him when it happened.
2: Because the reality is, Florida State should be number three above Texas.
0: Yes, I agree. Yes, agreed. I think we all. I think we're all in
4: agreement. Yes, we are.
3: one hundred percent. Oh, hey.
4: Right. Does anybody else have something to say before I get into this? Yeah. Yeah, the FSU. Is the all right, stuff. so shut up. So, the ninth. Of the games when they were all playing, they were still playing. Kirk Curb Street had like his little ESPN background. I know had you're going all four in a row. It was George, or no, uh, it was oh, who was it? It was Michigan, Wisconsin. It was no,
0: Wisconsin.
4: <laughs> no not Wisconsin. It was <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> It was Washington, it yes. was Florida State at the, at the little four spot, and these are all helmets. And then who was it? Uh, Texas. After the games, before anything ever got, you know, released, before they did the whole live reaction of the committee show, they had changed to Florida State out and Alabama in, they had swapped places before any of this happened. And I don't think that's a coincidence. I don't think that's, I don't think that's something that, you know, right after the games, the same night, not even, not even like, you know, again, this was way before the committee sat down and said, Hey, this is, this is our top four. They, they did, they changed it. And, I don't think he would think about it being noticed. But again, I'm just I'm just saying it it's strange talking about conspiracy theories and things. It's very strange. It's it's weird. It's a it's a not a great look that it changes just so happens you you predict the top 4 before it comes out by re- like moving around some helmets and it's just so happens in that exact order.
3: And yep. one thing Nick to your point who has who does who does Kirk Herbstreit work for ESPN Who has the exclusive ESPN. broadcasting rights for all college football playoff games ESPN Exactly
4: MSNBC so, oh,
3: And that's why and and, and you know because this is something News. I've thought about too because with those exclusive broadcasting rights belonging to ESPN <laughs> You're not hearing hardly anyone on ESPN criticize this. In fact, you they have Kirk Herbstreet going out there and trying to sell it. Now, sell it hard too. And the reason is is because they have to sell it because this is how they stand to make more money off of it. The more if they try to criticize it, then you're gonna have a part of the, you know, audience that's gonna tune out boycotting the games. So, you know, it's to their disadvantage to criticize what the playoff committee puts together and there's just too much money to be made by these college football playoff games and 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 I hope to god this 12 team playoff doesn't stay with exclusive broadcast casting rights because I I feel like that's going to end up being corrupt and if it's not already corrupt. Well, and
1: the, and that the that thing that is points. too the thing is too is that uh Kirk Herd Street also Put out a tweet back in October of this year and said, "Why? Why is there so much arguing and blah 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 and hypotheticals? Just went out.
0: Well, Florida just State went out. won out. Yeah. Well, I think that was
4: in twenty fourteen.
1: No, there was no, another it was one this year. Oh, there there was no, the, no no no. There, there was, another,
4: yeah, FSU was this year. fans are digging. Did you know the AD? You know, obviously the AD came out with it. He just sent something uh, to the U.S. Senate about this. <laughs> Like, it is, like, getting very – like, they are pissed. Rightfully so. To be fair, I've seen it happen as an Auburn fan, 2004, with the BCS. I mean, it happened then. TCU was another example in 2014. Like, this isn't the first time this has happened, but it's the first time it's happened in the playoff, which the whole point of the playoff was to eliminate this problem.
0: I mean, you I feel like they're they're just lucky that this this happened now and not the past 10 years. I mean, it it was always an area where an undefeated group of power five teams going to get left out.
1: Yeah, and then one got left out, and then two, one-loss power five champions got
2: in. Yeah. I would be more understanding if they were all undefeated, but they're, they're not.
4: So, I think the only people that truly agree, because again, like, do I personally believe that Alabama-Michigan is a better matchup? Yes, I do, but I think Florida State deserves it. Florida State absolutely deserves it. They've earned it. There's nothing they have done wrong to not get this spot. This is the whole point of the playoffs, is for them to get this spot. What are they supposed to do, win prettier? No, because Alabama didn't win prettier. So, again, the biggest... (laughs) The only people that are ingredients with this are Alabama fans. SEC fans are pissed. Uh, especially ACC and FSU fans are pissed. But literally, the only people that agree with this move is ESPN anchors and Alabama fans.
3: And t-shirt fans specifically. <laughs>
4: yeah,
2: you <laughs> may lie. Um, I, I just, it kills me because every year, The criteria changes. Last year, the committee comes out and says uh, division championships shouldn't affect the teens. Okay, then why did Georgia drop? You know, we're going off last year. Why did Georgia drop out of top four? Uh, And why are we always changing the criteria? Why did they not come out with, this is what you need, this is what we want? even this year when that list came out of what they were looking for now they add at the bottom injured players that could affect the game that has never been on that graph before
1: well so here here's the thing i like i know i know part of the reason why they wanted to do the committee was to have the eye test right and that way you could you know you could add into the factors that a computer can't see right and as we saw i believe uh it was BB that sent in our group earlier if it was uh, if we're going well,
0: I on I don't know the validity to that that could have been just made up well
1: hard. if it there was a hypothetical BCS computed uh college football playoff and don't know if it's true or not but if it is true the team that got left out was Texas so it was Michigan Washington Florida State Bama and then Texas who beat Bama which uh, again would make sense but that's where the eye test comes in right but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and I may be way out of pocket here. I think it may get to a point where the eye test is relied on a little too much. Yeah. You know, like you can, it, it's, it's, oh, well, we can see that th- those four teams are the best based on those three or four games they played and won, right? But those three or four teams could be 10 and 2, 11 and 1, you know, like, and not factor in the things that, at the end of the day, actually matter, such as wins, head-to-head records. It's it's pathetic. It's I it's would, so stupid. But also,
0: I, I feel like no matter which which route you go, there's always going to be like a negative effect. Like you go to the BCS, right? The BCS records that had Texas, our band man over Texas. If you did it that way, then it's not going to take into account to the head and head, but on the other side, if you use, if you use like actual computer rankings, it takes all the bias out. You know? Well, at the end it's of the team day... I don't think the, there's no perfect way of it, deciding four teams out of 160. Well, yeah, and at,
3: piece, go ahead, Grayson.
1: Well, I was just going to say, well, the, the answer to that is what they're doing next year with the 12 team. Because nobody nobody's going to argue that the 13 team should be in over or should... In over the 12 team. When it gets to that point, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, but, but when also... you have the top four teams, the top four teams, that's at out of, like you just said, 150 teams or whatever. And you, yeah, I mean, there may be some one lost teams here and there, but at least the defending ACC undefeated champions not left out.
0: Yeah. But also, the only people
4: know. that are going to be left out are more than likely going to be probably some be, two or three losses it, no no they're not well, it's uh they're going to be but two or three also... loss oh, go ahead sorry not school man <laughs> so it's going to be these two or three lost teams and then it's going to be some of the group of five teams that are like one loss like a two lane um kind of thing that's going to be left out those are going to be the ones that are pissed but again the the major issues that most college fans college football fans have and college football programs have with again, an undefeated conference champion, a a power five conference champion, undefeated, they're not getting left out anymore. It's going to be the people that, you know, Oh, well, we didn't get in. Well, you should have won, you know, because you obviously have losses. There's not going to be 12 undefeated teams that are going to be sitting there. It's going to be these one, anywhere from one to three losses teams that are going into the playoffs now.
1: The people that are going to be left out is going to be your divisional runner-ups, like your SEC West runner-up, your SEC, or potentially your SEC East runner-up, or your third or fourth place team in the Big Ten.
4: Congrats, Ole Miss! You'll have a shot next year. But can we move on?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh,
1: well, that moves us on into our uncivil debate. <laughs>
4: Let's be pretty civil.
1: Yeah. Um. This week we're going to do the best quarterback in the transfer portal so far. Um. We've got a lot of names that have come out so far. Um. That are transferring guys like um. Uh. Guys we didn't name I guess is DJ Mangalele, KJ Jefferson. Uh. Guys like that have come out. So. Uh. We're going to talk about who we think is the best. Um. The best quarterback that is transferring so far and let's start off with uh bb bb who's your best quarterback in the transfer
0: portal uh my best quarterback in the transfer portal is will rogers uh coming in this year i mean everybody thought he was gonna be the best quarterback in the sec but uh but the new mississippi coach state coach said otherwise because not playing to his strengths um before it, it just came out like right when i said i was going to take him. um I mentioned that Washington would be a great place for him to transfer to, and as soon as I said that, there was like rumors of him heading that way. And honestly, I think we could have a potential Heisman winner in that offense with him. He's—I mean—he is probably the purest SEC passer, that or not this year, but uh, over the past four years. So I think that'd be pretty good and he might actually win some, because he's, he's a good, he's a decent guy, from what I can
3: tell, and I would yeah. also, I would also tack on to that, BB, he's really tough, like, I've seen yeah. Will Rogers take some really hard hits, Um, I got to watch him at, at Alabama-Mississippi State game about a year or two ago, and I, you know, Alabama had a really good defense that year, so of course, Mississippi State was struggling, but Will Rogers, like, I liked what I saw on the field. This was back when Mike Leach was there, and I and I see exactly what you're talking about. Is you know, when once he gets plugged into an offense that actually plays to his strengths, he could be a force to be reckoned with.
0: And I yeah. think I think them drastically changing offensive schemes as Mississippi State was just so abysmal this year.
2: Yeah. Oh, for sure. You know, if you look at Mike Leach when you're when you're his quarterback. He knows what he's doing. I mean, he's he, he's the QB whisper was his nickname for a reason. Mm-hmm. And to get him under your program and screw up the system that much, where I mean, he just looked like he was struggling all year. It, it, it says a lot about that coaching staff they brought on.
0: Yeah. No, no. If he does go there, if he does go to Washington, that'd be, I think yeah. I, that'd be brilliant. Yeah.
1: Um, let's go to, uh, let's go to Nick now. Who you got as your uh, best quarterback in the transfer portal so far?
4: So I've got the vet, uh, Cam Ward. We've talked about him, you know, we talked about him being a Heisman candidate. We've talked him, you know, he's just a great player. Uh, Washington state's quarterback. He, this year, he has 3,700 yards passing. Uh, he's got, uh, Let's see, 32, no, 33 uh, total touchdowns. Uh, I think it's, yeah, it's eight interceptions or seven interceptions, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, just a playmaker, a true passer, uh, but he's tough to get those short yardage touchdowns um, rushing the ball. And he has 13,000 yards career pass out of four years. And he's been a four-year starter. He was at a JUCO his first two years. I believe. Yeah. Um, and so he, uh, coming off this year, he's coming as a grad transfer. And so he's going to be one of He's going to want to go to one of these programs that all they're missing is a quarterback because as a grad transfer, he wants to go win something. Mm
3: -hmm. And
4: so he's not thinking, you know, he, he said he was entering the transfer portal, but he's also considering the draft, I think he would benefit from going to a little bit of a better team than Washington state, nothing against them. They're just, you know, they're, they're middle tier. Uh, I think if he goes somewhere where he doesn't need developing, he he's got all the stuff that he's going to learn. I mean, he bits and pieces there. Um, But again, he's going to come in and want to make an immediate impact to a wide receiver group and a, and a good team, and so he's a uh, definitely somebody to watch out for. And all of those stats that I told you about this year, just through twelve games, so he's averaging three hundred eleven yards and three touchdowns a game.
0: Yeah.
2: All right. Well, let's go to uh, let's go to Kyle. Yeah, I got um, Riley Leonard. Um, he. I'm going to say this. Duke was always known as the basketball school, and then whenever they got him in as a quarterback, they became a school that when you go play him, it's not a guaranteed win anymore. And he he played a big part in that. Um, You know, this year he got hurt. He only played five games in a quarter, but with those five games, he uh, threw for 1,100 yards. Last season, he was at uh, 2,900 yards. And he, you know, like I said, he just changed the program into something that's a big deal. Now I would say in the ACC that it's not just Clemson and Florida state anymore. You can argue Duke's there. I, I think whenever you do get him with a little more speed though, like a Ohio state or a Alabama with the receivers, he's going to shine even more. He he's tough. He's taken some huge hits because that line just let him down all season. But He's a tough guy. He knows how to play and he knows how to win. And I think whoever gets him, you know, I I don't see him as a national championship quarterback, but I do see him as a QB that can get you ten wins for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh. Now we'll go to Caleb. We'll go to you on your uh, pick, really quick.
3: All right. So mine is what I consider to be like a a blue chip college football quarterback, Kyle McCord. Um, I was actually really surprised to hear that Kyle McCord was going to be transferring, but it makes sense considering Ryan Day's attitude towards him after that Michigan loss. I mean, good lord, yeah, I get that he kind of, you know, threw the way the game, but that's one game. He's been the field general of that offense, and that offense had some great players on it, and I'm sure they could make stuff happen without him, but I think you're an idiot if you think that Kyle McCord didn't have some part to play in that success. So with uh, Kyle McCord's numbers and with Kyle McCord's ability of just, you know, managing that offense, any kind of offense, I really think he kind of gets the pick of the litter wherever he would go. I I can't think of the I can't think of a single place where I'm like that's for sure where he would end up because I think just about any team would be happy to have him.
1: Yeah, well, and on top of that too, uh it came out today, just side note that Ohio State's got 7 or 8 four to five star players that are transferring right now. Mm-hmm. One of them being uh, what's his name? Jaden Fleming.
4: Jaden hey, Fleming. Ju- Julian Fleming. The five,
0: yeah,
1: the yeah, the five-star receiver uh is leaving as well. So it seems like a uh mass exodus out of ohio State which is not looking good for oh, Ryan Day.
3: One on third base. Yeah. And maybe and maybe that uh, you know there's something to be said about the players reading the room on ryan day considering you know all the discussions about him being fired maybe they anticipate him being fired and that's why they're leaving i know with kyle mccord there's a more particular reason because uh, ryan day actually at a press conference said that he was going to have to reassess every position when they asked if he was going to be starting court next season Mm -hmm. and i mean you're talking about a guy just
4: said day (laughs) <laughs>
3: I mean, yeah, no, 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 that that's the more likely scenario, but I'm talking about for the, all the other mass exodus, like it could be part of it, but you're talking about a quarterback that sat behind Justin Fields and CJ Stroud and earned the spot at Ohio state. You want to tell me that that's not a good quarterback and that's going to find a place out there. Not, not that anybody is, but I just think uh, this, this may be what actually gets Ryan day fired.
0: So I have a feeling that Ryan Day just told him, Hey bud, go ahead and jump in that portal. We got somebody else he's gonna want to play. Because you don't you don't see starting quarterbacks of like <laughs> of like big like blue blood schools transfer unless the coach leaves. Uh, and that's the only time we have seen that was with uh not when they're starting. What?
2: Nothing. Nothing. There's just a face. famous, famous Alabama quarterback that went somewhere else. But, yeah, it, because he, he wasn't, wasn't start. starting. I...
0: Like, the, like I, look, Who? that statement was based on, on Twitter by Uh-oh. some dude's burner account. But like, still, because no, when, I... when when Jalen when Jalen transferred, the writing was on the wall that he was going to play.
3: Yeah, I know. I know this podcast isn't a logic based podcast, and we're not about logic. But I think that logic tracks, BB. I really do. Like, if if he had, if he didn't have any doubts that he wasn't going to be, if he had doubts that all all of it was just a bunch of humdrum rumors that he wasn't going to be starting next year, he wouldn't have left.
4: I disagree. I think we use a lot of logic. I think we use a lot of logic that other people. Uh, yeah, use. yeah, but
3: bad logic doesn't count. <laughs>
4: Once again, uh, I disagree. Saying, <laughs> I, usually... I think we use great logic that other people don't think of. That's what makes us set apart from everyone else.
0: Well, e- even even to Kyle's point, so you've seen two quarterbacks from Blue Buds transfer out that were starters. And one I'm left, because uh, one boy went to Hollywood instead of Oklahoma.
2: I just... I, I blame Ohio State's fans. They... They went out there and they just trashed that kid. Hard well, brother,
0: if you can't if up. you can handle fans and you plan on being in the NFL, you ain't like I said earlier. You ain't you ain't him.
2: Yeah, but oh. dude, that, that's that's different. That's different. And let me tell you why that's different. You don't get a pick where you go in the NFL. You give up a lot of stuff to go to any college. What
4: the and hell are you talking about? Of course, <laughs> oh. you get a
3: pick where you go in the NFL.
4: Not,
2: not when you're not when you're drafted. Yeah, no. you yeah you, for can, my choose yeah, you I, can choose not to I, sign.
3: Yeah, you can choose not to sign and stupid. hold out. Yeah, I mean, we had this conversation
2: time. about Caleb Williams. We
3: did. Yeah, yeah. Been it happened with Eli Manning. It happened with John yeah, Elway. No, literally, Dan Marino. That's just well, not Dan Marino, but John 90, Elway.
2: Ninety-eight percent of the time, you don't have a choice. But when you go to college, you're picking it, and you're like, "Okay, I'm I'm moving away from my family. I'm going here. This is where I'm going to start. Honestly, my professional career." And you give I'm, up a lot.
0: I'm, if if somebody that's built like me is making you a five-star power five quarterback transfer you're a bitch
4: and you also gotta <laughs> think you're, you're you're making a lot of money with nil like it's not that they're making yeah. that much of a sacrifice like yeah. the family like i'm getting money well i'm
1: just saying you guys aren't really uh factoring in like maybe he has a dream of being like a hometown like realtor insurance agent you know like you guys aren't factoring that in <laughs> that's, that's
0: the track he's going on if he's looking fans decide where he's going to transfer yeah
1: i was your quarterback at ohio state and now i'm gonna sell you a car um all right well getting into my best quarterback transfer um i'm going with a a group of five quarterback that's a grad transfer i'm going grace mccall um so fun fact grace mccall got hospitalized this year. So he didn't finish out the season. He he took a hard hit and he, somebody uh, dribbled his head across turf. But um he uh
4: No <laughs> <laughs> <So,
0: laughs> he definitely getting over now. <laughs> 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 so
1: uh yeah but that being said um in the past three in the past 3 years he's been floating around 70% completion percentage um in 2020 he had 2500 yards basically uh 2021 he had 2800 and 2022 he had 2700 so he's he is a 10,000 yard passer um that twenty 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 2020 through 2022 those 3 years uh the he had years. huh
0: which chadwell years
1: Hey, he had twenty six touchdowns twenty seven touchdowns and twenty four touchdowns with three interceptions, three interceptions, and two interceptions so that being said he was on he was on a tr- good track for yards this year he had nineteen hundred already so far, but he did have t- only ten touchdowns with six interceptions so wasn't looking absolutely great for him his senior year, but I think he would be a good addition to a team that needs a quarterback needs a quarterback for one year. And yeah. maybe they're they've got a young receiving core, and there are a lot of good receiving recruits coming in, and they just need him for one year until Tim Tebow 2.0 comes and uh, comes and <laughs> takes over the SEC by storm. Just saying, Grace McCall no, no. to Auburn.
4: <laughs> if you couldn't get in Auburn last year, I don't think his brains. He's a grad transfer. It does not matter about grades anymore. That's oh, the thing. Not? No, you could be as yeah b- he's as great, you want. Buddy.
0: Well, can he can he get in grad school at Auburn? Yeah, you you for science. <laughs> I'm,
3: pretty I'm pretty sure to be. Smaller.
0: Oh bad. I'm sorry, guys.
3: Grayson McCall.
4: Okay, thank you, Caleb, <laughs> for making me. Look
0: oh,
1: all right, we're getting out of that. All right, I'm going surprised, to
4: real quick. Don't... I'm surprised nobody said uh, uh, Dylan Gabriel from Oklahoma.
1: I don't think he's that good.
4: He had 42 touchdowns this year. I don't think he's that good. All right. I was just I was just curious because he had 42 touchdowns this year.
1: I don't think he's that good. <laughs> I don't. I mean, didn't yeah. they? i did, what? Like, I think seven of those touchdowns came against the uh, Colorado School for the Mines back in week two and they beat somebody 73 to nothing. So that's fantastic. Do we don't I know? Think, yeah, I think no, they, they, they they, they they did, the quarterback no, for no, Oklahoma. Bro.
0: Oh, yeah. I was yeah. just curious. He's going to paper
1: five. Oh, he's saying, yeah, yeah, he's going to go be success. He's going to go beat up on the no, he's
4: going to USC.
1: Tiwi teams. He, he, I USC. guarantee
4: you, yes, I guarantee you, he's going to follow Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley after Caleb Williams leaves. He's going to go play in there so he can win a Heisman or try to. Big stats status won't count for win.
2: offenses. <laughs> Moving on.
1: <laughs> we're going into college football. Um, we'll go over <laughs> records real quick. We don't have games this week, but uh, we went 15 to 25 this past week. Kyle is at 43 and 28. Caleb's at 46 and 25. Nick is at 50 and 21. BB is at 46 and 25. And I am at 53 and 18. Um, so instead of picking games this week, we're going to pick – Who we think is the best bowl game announced so far. And um, I'm going to go ahead and start off with mine. Just because I don't think mine is that great. But I think based on, like, I had to pick a different one than everybody else. Um, my bowl game is going to be the the Pop-Tarts Bowl (laughs) with NC State versus Kansas State. Um... Just a little head-to-head stats here. A regular season, NC State's nine and three, Kansas State's eight and four. Uh, they both have losing records against the spread. And but they both do have winning records against uh when they're playing outdoors, uh, which both of their stadiums are outdoors. So and they've played every single game outdoors. So I don't really know why Bleacher Report has that as a recorded stat. Um so Kansas State can put up points. They're ranked uh, 10th in the country in points scored, uh, points per game. Uh, but NC state is 25th only allowing 20.2 points per game. Uh, so I think it'll be a pretty balanced game. Now I will say, uh, Kansas state puts up some yards, average 446 yards a game. A lot of that's coming on the rushing attack. I mean, they're 15th in the country with 199.9 yards
2: rushing per game and then (laughs) you're pissing off all 50 kansas fans when you keep calling them kansas state oh what am i what am i supposed to say the wildcats like what am i supposed to say no i thought it was the kansas not kansas state
0: i'm pretty sure it's kansas state
2: is it
1: brother in the pop tarts bowl in camping world stadium in orlando it is the nc
2: state wolfpack versus the kansas state wildcats Damn, I just pissed off all 75 Kansas State fans. <laughs> I'm going
3: to make that by ringtone for Grace's the <laughs> Pop Heart Bowl. <laughs>
2: My bad. I'm sorry.
1: Kansas State okay. wins next. <laughs> uh, let's, all right. go. No, let's, let's go. I'll go. <laughs>
4: go.
1: Okay, go, Nick. God I hate, this. I, hate this I hate
4: this episode. I love it because – Lane Kiffin finally gets to the Mercedes-Benz Dome, whatever the fuck you call it, because he never got to the goddamn SEC championship, but guess what? He gets to go, and he gets to play who else? Penn State, the Ole Miss of fucking Big Ten. (laughs) They are two trash organizations. Yeah, Penn State, and you've got Ole Miss, who Lane Kiffin can't win shit. But he gets a bowl game. Congrats, buddy! You're here. So this game will stack up well because they're both mediocre top ten teams. Well, excuse me, eleven at whichever one. Uh, ESPN is giving uh, Penn State a seventy-two percent chance to win. I kind of, I kind of want them to, but I think again they both kind of suck. So because they can't win. Uh, Old Miss has lost against Georgia and Alabama. Okay. Those are quality losses. So, you know, f- hey, put them in the playoffs, you know. who oh, you beat me to uh, it.
0: But, uh, <laughs>
4: all they've beaten is LSU, a nine and three team. So, again, you know, they just had LSU had a better, uh, a worse defense. Penn State, they lost to Ohio State and Michigan, put them in too. Um, and, and they beat Iowa. And so, Two teams that really have not beaten anybody that have lost who they're supposed to lose to. It's, you know, again, time is or what what's the what's the phrase? Uh tail as old as time. I don't know. I don't watch. Tail as old as time. Uh, I don't know. Oh, time you know, is uh, old as tail. I'm just saying it stacks up well. That's why it's the best.
3: Caleb, let's go to his game. All right. I got the cotton bowl with Mizzou. And possibly Ryan Day's last game ever coaching Ohio State. Uh, They're not going to have Kyle. One thing's for sure, Kyle McCord won't be playing. So I think I like Mizzou in this game uh just because if there was ever a time where a team like mizzou could get a win over ohio state it's with all this transfer portal business and honestly not to take away from mizzou i think it's safe to say that mizzou is uh overperformed what we all expected them how they would perform this year so um i think this will be interesting just to see all the implications of this transfer stuff uh, see which players decide to play in the game um It'll be interesting to see Ohio State without Kyle McCord. And to be honest, uh, it would all be worth it if I just saw Ryan Day got fired the very next day.
4: That's the yeah. only reason. I
3: th- that's the only reason I think he's still I just, there right now. I,
4: I just think it's stupid that they don't have a quarterback to play. So, yeah.
1: Now we're gonna go to. Um... God, I don't, God, these last two games are so intense. BB, let's let's go with yours real quick, and then we'll get to the real barn burner of Kyle's pick.
0: <laughs> so, I have the Armed Forces Bowl between Air Force and James Madison. And so, if you want to watch a football game in less than about forty-five minutes, this is a game for you. James Madison has given up a total of seven hundred and thirty-eight rushing yards this whole season playing against a team who rushes for 300. So that's best on best right there. Uh, and really the only thing I just wanted to point, the reason I picked this game to point out is that Air Force has had their 14th ever QB to pass over 1,000 yards at 1,005. They've been playing football for like 120 years.
4: He's also their leading receiver. Is he really? No. Oh, God. I just said no. I was joking. No. It was well, a little, the uh, fact but, that I had you just, just I think James madison.
0: <laughs> I think James Madison yeah. should have been the group of five
3: champion, not living. Slow down, I'm slurring. All right. Now we're gonna go to Kyle. Um Kyle, who said that James Madison wasn't even a real person earlier this year.
2: <laughs> I
3: forgot about that. Show me proof. <laughs> Bro, look at Show the Are you joking, Kyle? <laughs> I don't know. Am I fourth kidding? president, Kyle? James okay. Madison. We
2: only care about one sixteen, thirty-nine, and forty-three.
1: Now we're yeah. gonna go to Kyle, who's uh got probably the most interesting pick, uh interesting bowl game pick, uh, in terms of not really uh interest in the game, just uh interesting why he picked it.
2: Yeah, I got the cheese hits bowl. And these two teams are gonna show Team. who's the <laughs> cheesiest here. We got Iowa versus Tennessee one atrocious ass offense against one atrocious ass defense this is about to be the most horrendous I, you know what it's going to be 11 to 7 I was going to kick three field goals get a safety and Tennessee gets one defensive touchdown with two minutes left in the game I this is going to be horrible and I'm just so excited for it I
4: Brother, you just this, made this me break my glasses. <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, this is a win for the country right here. I woke up feeling the cheesiest those.
3: coach. <laughs> cheese, cheese.
2: Oh, man, it's going to be great. Right. Uh, what, uh, what's the final score of that game? 11-7. to 7. Iowa <laughs> wins.
0: I was going to say 11-10. to Yeah,
2: How do they if score 11 the under, points? If you don't huh? bet the under... You're not American,
0: a touchdown, defensive touchdown.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I I want a good old fashioned five to seven kind of game. I mean, just and not because there's like just great defenses, just because it's just horrendous. Just a
0: preferable TV 12 interceptions. Interception in just three to two.
2: Oh, it's gonna be great. We'll be there.
0: <sighs> okay, we're
1: <laughs> all right, we're getting out of the segment. Um, NFL. God,
4: we've we're on
1: the home stretch, guys. Uh, forgot records from this
4: past, huh? I forgot about NFL, yeah. Um, <laughs> records Kyle's 31 and 34, Caleb's 33 and 32, Nick is
1: 39 and 26, BB is the only one that has not broken 30 yet at 29 and 36, and I'm at 36 today. and t- 29. <laughs> um, our games this week are Philadelphia at Dallas, the Bills at the Chiefs, the Bucks at the Falcons, uh, the Jaguars at the Browns, and the uh, Vikings at the Raiders. Uh, so let's go pick to pick here, starting with Kyle picking Philadelphia versus Dallas.
2: Yeah, I got um Dallas with the win. I think Dallas is really hot right now and Philly coming off that – Absolute ass-whooping against the 49ers. I don't think they recover. Give me Dallas on this one.
3: Uh, Caleb? I'm taking Philadelphia for the exact opposite reason. Um, I probably would have been more inclined to take Dallas, but after Philadelphia just lost this most recent game, I think you got a lot of pissed-off Eagles. Um, And I think they show out, and they're able to win against Dallas in a close one. Um, Nick. and they just signed uh Shaq Leonard who got cut by the Colts, right, yeah, yeah, they signed him, but the you yeah. know they're they're trying to fix their problems, so you know i I think uh the Eagles are still gonna be a fixture, and you know when it comes to the playoff times they're still gonna be the a fixture. Eagles
4: are tired, they're on a five game stretch, and that's brutal. It's like <laughs> the chiefs. It's the Bills. It's the Forty ers It's the Bills again, um, or Dallas uh, again. Excuse me. And yeah, I think uh, I think Dallas is going to beat them because Philly is tired. <laughs> okay, I've found my limit Dallas on Andy is- Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Phil Philly's gonna lose
0: <laughs> BB. Uh, I got Dallas for all the opposite reasons, uh Caleb said. Yeah. I'm gonna pick
1: Dallas too. Uh Dallas has to build up their fan base's hope a little bit more and in that way when they uh lose in the first round of the playoffs they, it comes crashing down. To yeah, to the to the, <laughs> the NFC West champion
0: Falcons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um the next game is Buffalo and Kansas City. I'll start. Uh, I've got Kansas City, I think. Uh, I think the thing I predicted at the beginning of the year and then thought I was wrong about is actually happening. I think the Bills are on a downward slope. So, uh, and I think Kansas City is going to add on to that. I uh, They lost a close one to Green Bay, but, I, I mean, Green Bay's playing really hot right now. So, yeah, give me, give me Kansas City. Uh, B.B.?
0: Uh, I concur
4: Nick Kansas City yeah uh yeah Kansas City
3: my god dude are you You
4: having a stroke stroke? I might Caleb (laughs) you owe me a (laughs) coke
3: Oh, I'm still trying not to laugh hard at thinking about poultry science. But uh all right, so I'm taking the bills. Um I did not like the way KC looked against Green Bay. Yeah, I know Green Bay was um I know Green Bay's getting kind of hot right now and they're definitely going to win out the rest of the year. Uh but I uh I just – I didn't like what I saw. Now, here's the thing. I'm not out on Kansas City. They're still – you know, it's not doom and gloom. I don't think they're going to pull one out from the Bills. Uh, The Bills still managed to win a few games in the past, but they they could be better. But I'm thinking the Bills are going to be able to edge this one out. It's going to be at Arrowhead. It's going to be odds against them. But the advantage I see is that – Kansas city's doing some soul searching and I think the bills can take advantage of that. <laughs> um,
2: I don't see Kansas city losing two times in a row. So they're going to edge this one out pretty well. Uh, yeah. Give me Kansas city.
1: All right. That moves us to uh Tampa Bay and Atlanta. And uh, let's have Nick go first on this one. <laughs> Um, yeah, go ahead, Nick. We'll save me and BB for last.
4: Atlanta is going to lose.
3: Uh -uh. No. Caleb. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Tampa Bay. I'm taking Tampa Bay. I mean, I know the Falcons beat my Saints, but that's because my Saints are. So uh, I'm taking Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay, I, I like their defense. Um, I think Baker Mayfield is a playmaker um, and I don't think the Falcons have a playmaker at quarterback. So I'm taking Tampa Bay. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if uh, the score, you know, reached the double digits. All right. Uh, Kyle.
2: Yo, give me t- Tampa. Oh, that sucks. Uh- That's about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right uh bb who do you have this game uh
0: i have the falcons because like i've been saying the past month it's hard to prepare for a quarterback when we don't know who the quarterback
1: is all right well i'm gonna pick tampa bay uh it's a home game for me tampa bay playing in atlanta so i might actually try to go to that game potentially uh but yeah i think tampa bay uh i think if the offensive line can uh, continue to or not continue, but if they can block like they were at the beginning of the season for Baker Mayfield and allow them to get the ball out, I think uh, they've got a strong chance. Uh,
3: Jacksonville versus Cleveland. Uh, let's start with Caleb on this one. So I'm I'm taking Jacksonville. Uh, I I think Jacksonville is. Uh, they just announced. I think Etienne's going to be playing in this one. Um, he was activated. So I. I think they got the weapons to get the win against the Browns. Uh, the Browns, they're starting, what, Joe Flacco now? Yeah, because uh, I was watching some cool highlights. You were kind of seeing flashes of the old Joe Flacco uh, during that game. So, I, you know, if I'm a Browns fan, I'm a little happy about that. But you also saw glimpses of the Joe Flacco we all know. So uh, I think Jacksonville's going to be able to take this one from the Browns. All right.
1: Uh,
4: Nick. Yeah, I'm good now. All right, Jacksonville's going to win because they're on a little stretch and they've found a groove. And the Browns, we, we talked about their defense a lot, but their defense is starting to slip, honestly. And with that, with the lack of quarterback, and you've got Jerome Ford, who I know Kyle praises to God that he's the next coming of Nick Chubb. And Kareem Hunt, it's it's a very lackluster uh, offense, and so I think that's kind of where it's going to go is Jacksonville is going to be a little bit too much, so I've, I'm taking Jacksonville.
1: Uh,
2: BB.
4: I concur.
0: Kyle? Well, thank you.
2: Yeah, I got Jacksonville, even though Kirk just went down with an injury. I <laughs> Still think they're the better team out of the two so
1: yeah i don't think this game's close uh i think it's gonna be a 14 point spread plus uh again still having to stick with my guns for my uh out of pocket uh no, prediction
0: scored yeah four
4: oh, yard I'm, touchdown sorry i'm not on mute
1: <laughs> um final game uh minnesota and las vegas which actually may be probably the most
2: competitive game this week uh Let's start, uh, Kyle. Who you got? Uh, I got Vegas, baby. Um, I don't trust Minnesota at all. I, I think they're one of the more up and down teams in the division. I think Vegas is starting to figure it out after they fired their coach, and they haven't looked back since. Uh,
3: Caleb. All right. So for uh, I'm I'm taking the Raiders as well. Uh. Uh, they're coming off of a bye week um which i think is going to be to their advantage antonio pierce is really changing the atmosphere in vegas um i think the players believe in him i think he has the locker room uh aiden o'connell is you know he's doing the best he can he's he's i mean just against the chiefs even though they lost 31 to 17 uh aiden o'connell still had a passer rating of 101.6 and uh I I'm thinking that the Raiders are able to pull this one out. They're able to get a win against the Vikings who, you know, have been, even though cousins has been out, um, they've been kind of on and off.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, that's kind of the reason why I'm picking them too. I think Minnesota is very unpredictable. Um, but with Las Vegas, I think they kind of like what, uh, or to Kyle's point, I think they kind of have this newfound energy and, uh, confidence about themselves with a new coach and i don't think it's going to be a pretty win i don't think any las vegas game for the rest of the year at least is going to be pretty but i think las vegas is going to get a win um nick
4: i think uh i think minnesota is going to win i think because josh dobbs had a bad game he threw what four interceptions last week i think Everybody wrote him off, called him, the, you know, and they said, all right, the Sanity is done. Uh, I, I think Josh Dobbs still has the capability of winning them some games. And it's kind of what I was talking about earlier in the season. I don't think Josh Dobbs is a franchise quarterback, but he's a good journeyman. It's going to fill in for people. And I think Josh Dobbs is going to still be that. I think he's, he's going to do just enough to get them a, a win. And so I think uh, as much as the Raiders want to say they've figured it out, I think the the offense is still one step behind and their defense is still, I mean, they, they finally got rid of uh, Marcus Peters. Uh, and so I, I, I just, I think the Raiders are struggling to do what they do currently. And I think Minnesota after having that bad loss, uh, last well, ugly loss, not bad. Um, I think they're gonna bounce back.
0: Baby, give me the Vikings and a Daniel Hunter legacy game, baby. A <laughs> legacy <game>. beast. <laughs> He's gonna eat.
1: God, uh, I forgot. Nobody has said legacy game on the on this episode yet, so I had a way Hello. to sneak that one in there all right well finally we get to everybody except for third world country's favorite segment of the show kyle's out-of-pocket pick of the week <laughs> obviously we don't have any college games this week so we're gonna go to the nfl so
2: kyle what is your out-of-pocket pick this week yeah i got one bet. that is just pure spite against our nfl analyst um <laughs> give me the jets beating houston outright um C.J. Stroud about to get shut down. Might not even throw 100. We'll see. Uh, Jets mm-hmm. win in an ugly game, 10-7. to 7.
3: Kyle, uh, your integrity, it, it must be, it, your integrity, <laughs> be integrity is cheaper than a gallon of milk, man. Damn right. Uh, like, oh, milk's pretty expensive. I don't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good one.
2: Up here, it's two dollars, it 70 cents, man.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, yes. the cheese capital
2: of the world, of course, of course milk isn't going to be expensive. Yeah, I, I bought a t bone steak for nine dollars every day. Slap <laughs> that
4: yeah, bitch was yeah, pork. You Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: thinks we've been you be drooling all the time, but... <laughs> hey guys. Uh-huh. <laughs> the call.
3: Um, All right. Oh, God. Well, that farm is. Farm sciences. A... The farm sciences episode. Poultry. Poultry Well, we've talked a... about beef and pork. I mean, we at this point, we got the whole damn farm. What about the fish? Definitely taking aquaculture. Moneyline now. Pecatarians. Peca- the jackass.
0: <laughs> That's
3: yep. what I'm going to call South Carolina Gamecocks fans from now on, Pecatarians.
1: <laughs> okay, well, but that's going to be the episode. call
3: Pecatarian. Woo. Woo.
4: Woo. Woo. All
2: right, let's end the show. Come on. Quit,
4: quit, quit. You're you're throwing me too many softballs. I'm going to hit one <laughs> yeah, out of the park no. soon. <laughs> yeah. You got to okay. stop.
3: Grace, it in the show, or I see something.
4: Else. Yeah. Okay. We're done with
1: episode 15. Everybody <laughs> gonna watch us it. on the Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, go watch us. Uh, that way, you can go watch the intro that we're going to add in this episode that's probably already showed. But if you listen to it, go watch it. Go follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can find them if you just type in Jebboard. Other than that, casuals don't get hard counted